Welcome to This Week in Buys and Sports. I'm your host, Jason Pajak, and it's a pretty big week coming here. We're going to be having our inaugural broadcast of the year, and I've got a very special guest uh, we'll get to in a moment. Uh, but just a quick note about uh, what's coming up this week for the Bisons. We've got the women, the women's hockey team playing their preseason at St. Mary's Academy uh, tonight and tomorrow, and we've got the very important Bisons home opener for football uh, it's 7 o'clock tonight at IGF. I uh, can come down here and watch and cheer on the Bisons. Uh, so it's going to jump right in here and introduce my guest today. It's a it's a big year for Bison Sports and a big year for him, uh, the new sports information and media coordinator, if I've got that correct, uh, Mr. John Gods. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you very much for having me. So... Uh, as I said, it's a pretty big year for you. You're taking over this position, and uh, can you just give Bison fans kind of a bit of an idea of what you do here for the Bisons? Yeah, so I guess my job is to kind of publicize the Bisons. I, I'm not necessarily a face in the shadows, but somebody who uh, works on getting the Bisons in media, works on you know promoting the Bisons on social media, so I'm the man behind the social media accounts and stuff like that. So, I don't know, in general, it's just like promoting the teams, getting people out to our games, and uh, generally just like getting more awareness both on campus and in general about the bisons and continuing the athletic tradition it's super strong at this school uh and i hope that i can help in whatever way i can to kind of continue that we have some great teams this year so uh it's very exciting yeah and that's one thing that a lot of uh, u of m students don't re- really realize is just how strong the the bisons are in the various sports that they play you know we're coming off a national championship for the women's team the the men's hockey team finished third the the men's football team are kind of in a, a little bit of a down spell or coming out of a down spell the last couple of years. But before that, they were a very strong program going to national championships and really being a contender in the conference and nationally. Um, and then, you know, we've got returning out professional athletes basically every, it seems like every week we've got Ben Lahovey being drafted by the Calgary Inferno. Justice Allen uh, just signed his first contract in Europe to go play basketball and, We've had quite a few Bison men's hockey players sign contracts, and obviously out of football, we've got David Onyemata and Jeff Gray who are off to NFL stardom. Um, so you, we've been talking a lot this summer about kind of your your plans to increase the visibility of the Bisons uh, just generally outside of campus and on campus as well. Can you kind of give us an idea of some of the other projects you're going for yeah well certainly we're on a commuter campus here so uh our efforts always start with campus you know we always reinforce that u of m students come can come to all our games for free uh we have uh barcode ability with uh going to a rec services desk and getting your barcode and you can come to any of the football games as well which is huge and uh, we generally try to get that awareness up because we want to create uh that kind of college sports atmosphere, you know, it's why I got involved with the Bisons in the first place. It's something that, you know, is so hyped up in the States and it's less so really across Canada. I think there's just less awareness in general about youth sports and uh, locally Canada West. And, you know, upping attendance, I think, is the, the bread and butter of getting more passion about teams because it is all about, you know, word of mouth. It's something to do on Friday night or Saturday night. You get your friends, you come to the game. Uh, 
and it's you know a low cost way to spend a night out. So we start kind of with uh, students, and on campus we can build that kind of college sports atmosphere. And then you know we have so many f- uh, passionate fans who are you know close to the team, whether they're parents or whether they're relatives, otherwise. And uh, we don't have to try to, as hard to get them to come to games, but they are a great uh, ambassador for us as well. So when we get out into the community, the local hockey teams, local basketball teams, uh, and building off that kind of amateur sports community as well, I think that. That's something where they're all very passionate about us as well because we're kind of that next level towards getting to a professional contract or wherever it's going to lead. So uh, we try to work with them as well. Yeah, and, and Winnipeg's definitely a very big sports city. We've got two professional hockey teams. We've got a professional baseball team. We've got a professional football team. And, you know, where the Bisons kind of fit into that traditionally has been a little bit on the sidelines because everybody's been looking at the Moose and the Jets and the Gold Eyes. Um, but really, the quality of the athletics here at the University of Manitoba and at the U Sports and Canada West level in general is fantastic. You, you know, the Canada West Conference is a very tight conference, no matter mm-hmm. what sport you're looking at. Yeah, very strong. Know, from soccer on to hockey over to football. Uh, you've got nationally ranked programs everywhere. Um, so really, it's, it's a lot of great work that you're doing, and it's it's very important to get kind of eyes on the bisons and really show that this what what the bisons do here and what you and the rest of bison sports do is very important and it's very important to the players it's very important to the families and it's it can be kind of a big big pillar in the community and bringing people together um and yes you heard that right with the barcode ability you can get into any games for free uh here at the university of manitoba so Go down, get your barcode, come out tonight. We need a big crowd uh, taking on Saskatchewan. Uh, so, you know, kind of moving into that a little bit, the Bison's football team coming off a tough 30-20 to 20 loss yep. against the University of British Columbia. Yep. Um, it was kind of a, a statement win. We heard Brian talk about, uh, head coach Brian Doby talk about it on Tuesday, that it was a statement win. It was uh, almost, almost an upset, really. Uh, UBC is ranked in the top 10 in the country, and they're the top-ranked Canada West team, and for good reason. It's a fantastic program. Uh, but it was a very tight game. Yeah. Would you, would you agree on that? Absolutely. No, I think that coming into that weekend, the team was very positive uh, about that opening matchup. They play UBC, who's ranked number six, and we're the consensus number one in Canada West, which is a very good conference. And I think, you know, what Brian has said week in and week out coming into this season and over the seasons in general, I think, is that there's six teams in Canada West, and it's so tight on a year-by-year basis that little things can send you into what, has spiraled for the team the last two years essentially i think that injuries have really affected them the last two years and that is essentially the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs so i think we saw in week one a really good ubc team uh that didn't have a preseason game, maybe came in a little bit rusty, but Manitoba really jumped all over them. And there's a lot of good players on both sides of the ball for Manitoba. And I think that as this season kind of bears out, it's a short season, it's only eight games, but we're going to see really competitive games on a week-by-week basis. I think it doesn't matter if they're playing UBC, Calgary, who are the consensus top two teams in the conference, or other teams. I think they're all going to be close games. And it's kind of surprising because Saskatchewan – was number six in the coaches' poll, and uh, that really proves my point because they beat Alberta forty-two nothing, and that was really the most decisive win mm-hmm. in the country uh, in week one. So there are no bad teams. Saskatchewan they came in unranked, bottom of the coaches' poll, but they're number ten now coming into tonight, and uh, 
really anything can change every week, and I'm expecting a pretty competitive game tonight. Yeah, when you have a short season like that, uh, a result like last year's two and six record is it. It can come at come at you very quickly, but it can also turn around very quickly. We've seen yeah. this year, uh, just staying with football with the Bombers, that they've they had a fantastic year last year, and this year it's been really a struggle because you have to wait a whole week, and each game matters so so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's your game or you know, a, or a conference game, you know your season can turn on a dime basically. Um, but that game against UBC was fantastic. You know. If you're looking beyond just the the score, the Bisons they won the yardage game. They had Jamel Lyles had just a beast of a game. Descatelier was he had fewer completions but had more yardage mm-hmm. um, than the UBC quarterback, and it was just a great game all around. It just kind of slipped away. There were a few things that blocked punt that was returned for a touchdown was kind of that dagger that put uh, yeah, dagger the right through the heart. Turning point, definitely, exactly, and. You know, you're looking at, you mentioned that the big win by Saskatchewan and, you know, they're coming in here tonight and it's, it, you know, in kind of connecting what you were talking about with building that almost American college environment, Saskatchewan does a very good job around their football team of building this passion. You can, you can kind of see it, the fact that they are devoid of any professional sports in in Saskatoon mm-hmm. um, you know the, the riders play in Regina and then there are other you know professional teams like soccer teams and things that are in that area but not in Saskatoon they've really got the blades and not much else um, but it's you know if anybody wants a great experience for a football game go watch a football game in Saskatchewan it is you know they are our rivals they are our neighbors and we don't really like them but they do a very good job of making people feel like it's a professional atmosphere it's very passionate very loud and very interesting and it's a very skilled team Mm -hmm. so it's going to be a very important game so we're going to have a lot of -of out-of-town fans coming in today and hopefully a lot of students showing up so it's going to be a a very raucous game however your thoughts going into that yeah no it should be a great atmosphere you know our home opener is always you know one of our best dates i think across the schedule just because you know we're opening up investors group field it's a general admission game so if you have tickets you can kind of pick your seats you can get great seats uh we have a student section we have all our other athletes from other teams doing a tunnel when the team comes out so there's lots of like exciting things that really it feels always like the kickoff to the season it's really the beginning of the 2018-19 schedule even if there's games before it on the actual schedule but uh, I'm expecting it to be a great atmosphere it's fantastic that we get Saskatchewan coming in because it does kind of reinforce the rivalry and uh, on the weekend of the Banjo Bowl no less so we can kind of piggyback on that a little bit and use that as a as a promotion tool but also you know you've got Riders fans in town Uh, we're going to see some green at the game tonight there's going to be some uh, road crowd and uh, we get that regardless I think Anytime the Bisons play Regina, anytime they play Saskatchewan, there's going to be some road and home audience at the games, and that really adds to the excitement around uh, what we're going for tonight. Yeah, it's kind of regardless of sport, really, that you have that that rivalry really brings people out, and it, it creates a great atmosphere both on the field or on the ice or on the court, as well as in the stands, where you have very passionate fans that, you know, they're rallying around this rivalry and proving one province is better than the other. You know, we saw it last year with the women's hockey team in the final for Canada West. And, you know, you even saw it a little bit when they were in London for nationals for that game, just like a little bit of back and forth between the fans mm-hmm. of Manitoba and Saskatchewan. So it's going to be a very 
great game to be at. Hopefully a lot of people listening decide that they're going to come out and support the team and really give them a, a good step forward into this new season. And yeah. It'll be very easy to uh, to best or see some improvement over the 2-6 and six last year for the, the football team. Yeah. Um, so the women's hockey team has their one of their preseason games tonight playing against uh, St. St. Mary's Academy. Yeah, they play St. Mary's here tonight and at St. Mary's tomorrow. Right. And so uh, that's kind of going through the the women's hockey stuff is kind of how we met and uh, when you were doing mainly social media for the Bisons and I was reporting for the Manitoban. Um, What are your thoughts on kind of this year? We haven't seen a lot of the new team. We got a lot of we had a lot of very important veterans graduate last year. Yeah. And it's a very key year because they have eight veterans that are going to graduate this year, eight big names for the team. What are your thoughts on the group coming in? Well, anytime you have this many fifth years on a team, and uh, even though some really critical pieces, Van Lahovey uh, was one of them, and she's rejoined the team as an assistant coach this year, which I think is really important for them. Uh, but you have so many good players still on that team. I mean, Sparky Anderson, Alana Sharman, these are outstanding forwards. Jordy Zacharias is a fourth year. Uh, players who are just explosive on the ice. And I think the team, you know, with Sean Fisher now in charge, I think there's a little bit of pressure off because they won last year. Uh, they put a lot of pressure on themselves because you had Hovey and you had that opportunity with the roster coming back after the Olympics, I think, to make a run at it. So you saw that in January and February where they really turned it on after she came back and really powered through uh, the Canada West playoffs, had, a, you know, some scary games against Alberta there, but that was a great series. I think one of the best I've seen in my time with the Bisons uh, as from a competitive standpoint. And coming back, I think there's just a little bit of pressure off so they can play a little bit more loose. Uh, all the fifth years, I think, are really tight. It's a really tight-knit team. And with a different kind of coaching voice, I think you're just going to see a team that really uh, is loose on the ice, can be a little bit more, um, you know, playing with each other. And I think they're going to be really good again. I think that they're threatening for a national championship. I think that they are expecting uh, to go to the tournament again. And uh, it's going to be really exciting. You know, they were a team who were really important for us last year. And I think, once again, they're going to be a a very good team for us this year. Yeah, it'd be very nice to have a nice trip out to PEI at the uh, near the end of the school year beautiful location this year yeah yeah and i was able to talk with sean a few times uh throughout the summer uh even before he was named the interim head coach and you can see that that hunger is still there mm-hmm. in the excitement about coming in this year with the rookies they have and yeah. with all the veterans that are going to play a huge role for this team they still want to win mm-hmm. they still want to push the envelope they still want to challenge for not just Canada West, but for all of you sports and really cement themselves and cement this program as a premier program mm-hmm. in Canada. Um, so we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with John after the break on This Week in Bison Sports. Located in Unit 201 at 1109 Henderson Highway, Planet of Sound is 100% Manitoba-owned and proudly independent. Your top-notch source for new and used music, video games, and movies. With more than 16 years in the business, Planet of Sound specializes in helping you find that special item to round out your collection. Open Monday through Friday from noon until 8 p.m., Saturdays from 11 until 6 p.m. Visit Planet of Sound today and check out our large assortment of compact discs, vinyl, DVDs, Blu-rays, video games, apparel, collectibles, and more. Planet of Sound, Unit 201 at 1109 Henderson Highway. Purveyors of great music and good times since the year 2000. 
Come celebrate the Goodwill Social Club's fourth anniversary at a special show on Thursday, October 18th, featuring Canadian pop phenoms Tokyo Police Club. The band have over a decade of crowd pleasers in their catalogue and are the perfect soundtrack for the celebration. Advanced tickets are only $20 plus fees and are available now at Into the Music Osborne, The Goodwill, and online at Ticketfly.com. So get yours now and circle your calendar for Thursday, October 18th to celebrate the fourth anniversary of the Goodwill Social Club with Tokyo Police Club and special guest Police. Proudly presented by 101.5 UMFM. And welcome back to This Week in Bison Sports. Jason Pajak here with John Gott, the Sports Information and Media Coordinator. I will get that by the end of the year more concretely than I do now. I still know you as the John, the social media guy, putting out the those fire tweets on the, <laughs> the UM Bison's Twitter account and uh, your own Twitter account. Um, so we've talked a bit about uh, you know what's happening tonight and the season's coming up for both teams that are in action tonight i want to get a little bit more back on you john um so what i want to do with this show is give a little give listeners a little bit of a better look at the the people behind the sports or like the 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 more personal side of the athletes and the coaches and everybody involved so can you just kind of give everybody an idea of your background everything kind of leading leading you from school up to when you were coming to the Bisons? Sure, yeah. No, I've always been passionate about sports uh, growing up. You know, I'm a big basketball guy, but uh, I'll watch anything that's on, and that's been going for a long time. I think in high school I decided to kind of change gears from uh, general writing to more journalism-type writing. I uh, went into creative communications and kind of leaned more towards public relations as opposed to journalism. And it's kind of carried me since then. I, I've been working part-time with the Bisons for six, seven years, uh, working in agriculture, education, anything I could do, and kind of writing on the side, building the resume and stuff like that to get to an opportunity like this. And I have nothing good to, uh, but good things to say about uh, Bison Sports and the team that we have. I think uh, – Everyone on our team is super passionate about building, you know, success and winning and fandom around Bisons here on campus. And uh, I'm so happy to be part of that team because I think this year is going to be, you know, there's lots of changes. There's lots of new things that we're trying out. Uh, Walking over here to uh, the studio, you see all the Razor flags on campus. We've got a street team running around with Billy the Bison as we speak uh, with little flags on their back to try to promote the games on campus. So we're trying all these new things to try to, you know, build attendance. And nobody's afraid to try new things, to try new uh, marketing techniques or whatnot. And we're all in close communication. I think with each other on what's best for getting people out to our games. So um, my background kind of fits perfectly with that. I can kind of balance kind of the marketing and, you know, we're doing lots of journalism type pieces for Go Bisons with Mike Still right now. And uh, it is kind of marrying those two things all the time because we want to create interest in our athletes. We want human interest stories and uh, we can create that you know, within ourselves too. So we're doing a little bit of that this year as well. So I try to marry, you know, my experience in what I try to do every day. And uh, that's brought me to today, basically. Yeah. And uh, anybody that kind of follows you on Twitter knows that you are a pretty big Raptors fan. Just oh, just man. a little bit, just a little bit. There's a few angry tweets throughout the summer. Yeah. That it's going to get really bad. It's going to get bad <laughs> late October. I encourage people not to follow me, or if you do follow me, to mute me, because once the team is back in action, I just can't help myself. Yeah. Uh, well, on that, you were one of the, I think it was site managers for SB Nation's Raptors HQ. Yeah, yeah. Editor, uh, yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about that experience and really what that was all about? Um, they came to me at kind of the perfect time. I was just out of school. 
Uh, they had turned over kind of their staff. So Raptors HQ is the SB Nation team site. So SB Nation is a site that has kind of uh, fan-run team accounts for all professional sports teams, uh, the six major sports in uh, the States. So uh, they had a big turnover. They were bringing on writers. I came in, I think, 2012, 2013 to kind of start writing for them. And uh, I was working with really good editors, and they really helped me kind of write for the Internet, write for people who are reading about the team every day, you know, when you write about one team every day, you can kind of run out of things to talk about pretty quickly, especially when you have a team like the Raptors where it's been the same two guys who have been the best players in the team for the last like three, four years, and you run out of how much can we say about Lowry, how much can we say yeah. about DeRozan. So it's very well, exciting when, this when year. When one of them goes, it makes it a little yeah, bit easier. It's very exciting this year because we kind of get to change things up. But uh, you constantly have to think about you know, angles and stories and what is the new thing you can talk about? Can you talk about players who maybe are in the D-League? You know, I interviewed a few guys who are playing for Raptors 905 when I was with HQ. So I think that prepared me really well because you have to think critically about uh, teams who you're around every day and how you can promote them in different ways. So with the Bisons, it's like having 15 teams that we get to find new ways to promote every day. So the Raptors was perfect for that. And, uh, it, like I said, I, I always stick with them because I'm able to kind of uh, watch the games more critically when I'm writing about them and uh, then tweet angry things uh, as they're going. So, yeah. As long as there aren't tweeting, you aren't tweeting angry things about them on the Bison's Twitter account, I think we'll be fine. I have made that mistake only one time, and I'm very <laughs> proud of myself. And it was on Instagram. I, I posted something from my account to uh, the Bison's account, and... Uh, I knew it would happen a lot because you have like both accounts on the same phone. I don't have a work phone or anything like that, so you're constantly switching back and forth. So that is the uh, the major challenge, I would say, with my job is knowing yeah. which account you're on when you're posting. Yeah, and it, kind of going off of that, you know, you working and writing on in an online platform, is that kind of informing your strategy coming in for the Bisons kind of as a, a newer face and as newer leadership coming in? Oh, for sure. I think there's lots of things that you do for the internet that you wouldn't do for traditional media. I think that there are things like stats breakdowns and stuff like that where you get more kind of in-depth coverage around the team. So I think that'll come with time. I think we're going to have more ability to, uh, with you know three of us on the staff now, I think we just have more ability to do more of those in-depth type of pieces. Um, I do feel like Go Bisons as a website is kind of an outlet for us. We can promote our teams with human interest angles, with uh, statistical stuff, feature stories, video, uh, with Bisons TV coming back this year. There's just lots of things we can do with the website and our social media outlets that uh, we can control and we can kind of talk to our athletes. And we know all these uh, athletes and coaches really well, so we can kind of pick up on what they're doing and what's interesting to them and uh, promote it in that way. So I would say, yeah, like creating for the web, I think in general has been really helpful in preparing for this. And with that human interest thing, even uh, going beyond the athletes themselves, you've done a lot of work kind of building on the broadcast side to try and you know start something that you can build forward and kind of build a community. You're the reason that I'm sitting in this chair right now with this position here, um, and I'm not afraid to, <laughs> to note that. And uh, we saw last year or the last few years with the women's hockey broadcasts on UMFM having two, like having a color commentator and a play-by-play guy that are on a team that can build that chemistry going forward, and that's something you wanted to capture moving forward. Obviously, yeah. TJ is leaving, and he's 
got a new job somewhere else, but Cheap is still around, and he's going to be rebuilding that. And kind of, can you talk about the synthesizing of Bison Sports with UMFM and the Manitoban that we're kind of building here? It's definitely one of the most exciting things for me this year is to see Canada West TV, our webcasts, uh, combine with what UMFM are doing with their broadcasts in hockey and in football as well. So uh, we have a TV team on site tonight for Bamboo Shoots, which is Canada West TV providers. They're doing the game tonight. But starting next week, we have kind of that synthesis you're talking about where we have UMFM and Canada West TV simulcast. You can watch the game with the UMFM call. And uh, I'm so happy we're doing that because I think that the UMFM team, the the guys who call the games uh, at all our venues, are very passionate. Uh, they're very knowledgeable about our teams they get to know the players and on a week-to-week basis having consistency in voice is just so important like everybody has a play-by-play guy that they love they have a color guy that they love and uh trevor especially teeves is so passionate about you know the women's hockey team and promoting them and the hockey show is just a great format for that as well during the season and uh his between the boards coverage i think is is some of the best not just in canada west but in the country and uh we had Lots of compliments coming out of Western with the UMFM team going there for the national championship about our team and about our coverage. We were the only you know, campus radio that went yeah. out there to cover our team, which was so cool. Uh, and I'm so excited to have a video component to that this season. So it's definitely a great reason to sign up for the streaming service. Yeah, it definitely adds to the experience to have that consistency night in and night out. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was there in London and just having the the parents and the players yeah. seeing a familiar face in the scrum at the at the end of a tough game or you know just walking around the rink it just they, their faces light up because they're like oh this they actually put in the effort to come here and follow us and you know really stick with it till the end um so having that amount of dedication and consistency it's not just good for people listening it's for like just for the fans and for the athletes as well yeah for them to have to it kind of reaffirms for them that what they do matters and all the effort that they put in matters no matter if they're losing every single game or if they're going to win a national championship um so obviously uh we know that i will be taking over as one of the broadcast voices for bison men's hockey um, and then I will be joined by Mr. Evan Midford, who's a good friend of mine, and he is a CRECOM student at Red River. So we'll be doing the the men's hockey broadcasts, and Teebs will also be doing the women's hockey broadcasts. Um, and did you does he give an indication? With of- Kylie Palmer, yeah. We okay. have a Bison grad doing play-by-play this year, which I think is awesome. We need uh, women's hockey broadcasters to be women. I'm so excited to have her back uh, and doing play-by-play this year with Trevor, and I think he is super excited about that as well. Yeah, he, he seems very excited. If you know, if people think that your Twitter account is very active, uh, Trevor's is even count on more so. Retweet, man! I can always count on Trevor for a retweet. Yep, and uh, you know, very interesting tweets about women's hockey, kind of revealing some things that go on there that people don't really notice. Uh, and being a, a a a voice for women's hockey is also very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who will we be having doing the football this year? Uh, Darren Bombing and Matt Rollison are coming back, so we're glad to have Darren. Uh, obviously, a lot of 1290 experience with the Bombers. He's done play-by-play for us for multiple years. And, uh, yeah, he's super talented, so we're excited to have him for football. Yeah, so it's it, definitely a very big year coming up for the Bison. So we're almost out of time here. So, John, can you just give us a rundown of 
where oh, people can uh, can follow the Bisons on social media. Yeah, my PR pitch. Yeah, no, the big thing is the Bison football game tonight. We're at 7 p.m. at Investors Group Field. If you're a student, get your barcode activated at any rec services desks. So the ALC, Max Bell. Uh, I think there's even an orientation desk out there where you can get it done. But uh, that's the big thing. we got women's soccer this weekend, and you can follow uh, the Bisons at UM Bisons on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm sure anybody can find us on Facebook as well. Just search it. All right. And if you are interested in following John, it's at John Gods on Twitter. Uh, and if you want to follow me, so for any Bison men's hockey or any stuff coming from the Manitoban, you can follow me at at J-A-S-O-N-P-C-H-A-J-E-K. I know the last name doesn't make a lot of sense. I've been struggling with it for 24 years. I know how to say it now. Yeah. So that's great. (laughs) We had that. We got over that hump. Yeah. Right. So thanks for listening for everybody. And thank you, John, for coming in. No problem. Bison Sports would like to thank UMFM for their support of Bison Sports throughout the year. For the latest information on everything to do with your Bison varsity athletics teams, go to gobisons.ca and listen for the action right here on 101.5 UMFM.